Hi, I'm award-winning accountant and business advisor Nishi Patel, and you're listening to the Unrelenting Drive podcast. This is essential listening if you're running a small business and need the motivation to scale it. I'll be talking to successful business owners to understand how they built their dream, the adversity they had to overcome along the way, and the advice they would give to someone starting up. So today, I'm really excited to be joined by Christina Robinson from Green Umbrella Marketing, and she's going to tell us the story of her business and answer those questions I was just talking about. So, Christina, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I hope you like our new studio. It's uh, slightly different from our old studio, but um, we really like it. No, love it. Love, love, the, love the development. It's cool. It's really good to see. Not enough people invest in stuff like this, so it's great to see a business doing it. Yeah, you know what? Like, um, we, I, I was using Restream, and I was doing really quick live videos, and they were taking about five or ten minutes. And eventually, I got to the point where I was doing um, like a, a live video every day, and then people we were getting like a good lead every single, um, every single week. And I thought, you know what? What would happen if we actually invested in this? So uh, I think that's um, that's what I've learned about one of the things I've learned about business. Like you know, find something that's working. Like double down on it. Don't try lots and lots of different ideas. Um, but I mean, this is this is your area of expertise. So if you could just let us know a bit bit about what Green Umbrella do. Yeah, so um, we are a digital marketing agency specialising in social media for independent businesses. Um, business has been around for thirteen years. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we've seen some changes over the time, seen some different trends happen, that kind of stuff, see social media platforms come and yeah. go crash and burn. Um, so yeah, like I say, lots and lots of different things. We do a lot of work within the recruitment industry, but also with, like I said, local independent businesses as well. Um, so yeah, the, we'll do your social media for you, but we also do lots of coaching, training, mentorship and everything you need to market your business online. That's absolutely amazing. You know, one thing I'm always impressed with is the, the volume of content you create. It's, it, you know, sometimes it's just un, unimaginable uh, how, how uh, one, well, listen, you've got a team, haven't you? Um, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, but it, it's even for us, like creating that volume of content, it's all, it's all really unique. A lot of it, a lot of it's really original as well. It's, you, you've, you've followed the trends and then come to your own conclusions and done your own testing and it makes uh, I, and I, I think just the you must work like a hundred hour weeks right do you know what that's the perception that's the okay. perception but this is the thing with a really good content strategy uh, you don't have to be a slave to content you can create a couple of core cool pieces of content that you can then repurpose break down keep up to date you can do so much when you produce don't don't approach it as content creation approach it as asset creation okay okay right. so if you think like your house would be an asset yeah right so every couple of years you're gonna touch up the you know touch up the gloss yeah. you might um you know have build on it have an extension built you you know there's things you do to maintain that asset it's the same thing with your content so people think i'm like you know oh my god she's producing so much realistically i produce one blog a month sorry one blog a week um uh, we do one live stream a week okay outside of that i just yeah. do we just do stuff as we go and then I, I guess like you could create a blog and then turn it into like 50 videos Absolutely. somehow. Uh, we look at Google Analytics. Oh my God, loads of that, that blog's had loads of hits. Okay, yeah. what's the blog? Let's do a video on that. Yeah, we, we're starting to learn a 
bit about that with YouTube now because before I just I'd st spend like three minutes preparing for a video and then like I, I guess like the key to success is the element of surprise so I just surprise myself and like I'd, I'd hit the play button probably before I was ready or the record button before I was ready and then I'd, I'd kind of have to wing it but actually like you know once we've actually sat down and thought about okay what what are people searching for what are people what are experts in our industry uh, as well as our, us talking about you know what what kind of topics are important to our, uh, our key clients we've then we've started I mean, I think while we're filming this, we've got 143 subscribers, but we we were at about 104 subscribers for like, I know it's a small number, but for, for years, because we never invested in YouTube. We, we got like thousands of people on LinkedIn and th thousands of people connected on Facebook because they were always our main platforms. But then with YouTube, because we never really invested in that. And then as soon as we started creating optimized videos and then, um, and then, getting proper cameras in and focusing on the quality of the content it just we, we started like having two subscribers a day or like yeah. adding up and it makes a it makes a, a huge difference so i think maybe like you know my only regret is i didn't listen to you <laughs> like maybe about three or four years ago but this is the thing where focus goes energy flows that's it. You yeah. know, so you focused on the video, you've invested in it, you've stayed consistent. And yeah, there are those tumbleweed moments where you're thinking, like, is it really worth the effort? Like, like is it worth the hassle that, you know, it's fine us sitting here chatting now, but yeah. now someone's got to edit the video, get it optimized, upload it, do the captions. And then mm. we've got to strip the audio, release that on the podcast, do the show notes, yeah. all that. And you think, like, is it worth all the effort? But it's that, have you, have you seen that image of someone kind of like digging in a cave and they've given up and they're just like, you know, three foot from gold? Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like all the time people go, oh, well, I stopped, I gave up because nothing was happening. And I'm like, yeah, but you, you just have to keep going. You have to go through those tumbleweed moments where you feel like yeah. no one's paying attention because we can only measure it on the follows and the likes yeah. and the comments. What we can't... Okay, we can measure it on the views as well, where YouTube's concerned. But if you think you're marketing as a whole, you never really know who's watching, who's listening. You you never know who's coming back for your content, who's seeing it. And sometimes your worst performing pieces of content, it could be a LinkedIn post and only 43 people see it. Yeah. But if four of those people then reach out to you, that's a much better performing piece of content than something else that's you know a TikTok that's got 75 million views yeah. that didn't bring you anything so i guess yeah quality and quantity and and one thing i noticed is like youtube seems to be a bit more evergreen so like yeah you can create you spend that 10 minutes creating that video for linkedin or facebook and it's and we still do because we were getting clients from it so why wouldn't we but um that that's that's gone in a day really but then the the youtube you could sorry youtube um you could spend you could <laughs> spend like you know hours creating it but then did you suddenly feel very old when you said the youtube i kind of i kind of just pictured myself looking at a really old-fashioned tv uh, in, in black and white but uh yeah i should no i should know better it's um, I, I don't know if anyone who's ever got a youtube channels ever actually said the youtube but maybe they'll rebrand it now because it does i think it does grow on you but yeah it's so in, in terms of like how how did you get into marketing like you seem to know so much now but you must have started somewhere my previous life i was working in event management for a hotel chain like four star five star hotels 
Um, so I'd be like running all. So if you went for a conference or a wedding or a you know, big exhibition in, in one of these conference style hotels, the person with the clipboards making sure that everything happens at the right time and every bit of cable is taped down yeah. and dealing with all the suppliers and everything else, that was my job. Okay. okay. And um, we kind of hit the uh, sort of 2009 sort of you know everything that happened there sort of financially in the world mm -hmm. um, and I was made redundant okay. um, and this was a job that I loved it was a job I was really good at I'd, I'd got quite a big team as well so I felt quite empowered in what I was doing and all of a sudden the carpet's been pulled out from underneath me yeah now I never went to university or anything like that I'd um, started my A-levels at sixth form, but I, I was only there um, for a couple of months. So at this point in my life, I'm thinking I've got two two daughters. I want to set a good example. I'm going to go back to university as a mature student, get the degree, because then they've got two parents that have got degrees, and that's the done thing. Yeah. What will I do a degree in? Well, I know event management, so let's do a degree in that. Started that degree and absolutely friggin' hated it. It was awful because I'd got all this practical industry knowledge yeah. and what was being taught was very theoretical and I disagreed with a lot of what was being shared. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that didn't last very long either. So I sort of did about 18 months, two years of that and unfortunately didn't finish. And um, part of the reason I didn't finish was I'd, I'd had a, um, a spinal injury. Um, so yeah so that was that was tough but um as much as I hated that experience there was one little bit that I did quite enjoy we'd had this project working with a local charity um, running an event for them we needed to do all the marketing around it now when I go back to my the days in hospitality and event management like I've got a very young team as you would imagine waiters waitresses that kind of stuff yeah. they would all be on the Facebooks yes and I'd be like you with why are you wasting your time on that crap like yeah. what is this about like you know you're literally just putting pictures of yourself up on there what is this yeah. and so I wasn't I was I was quite anti-social media but in doing this one module I it suddenly opened up the possibilities we'd got this brand new business, well, a charity, brand new charity, running its very first event. It has no brand awareness locally, nationally, nothing. There's no real, there was was one advocate for the charity, but they, um, although they were, they were well known in that they were an MP, but they weren't a prominent MP, let's say. Okay. So this isn't something that's got, you know, people's names behind that you can leverage. But we were able to fill an event with um, just short of 500 people using okay. the power of social media. Wow. Okay. So I kind of, you know, I drop out of university, all that kind of stuff, thinking, what, like, seriously, what the hell am I going to do now? Maybe I could do social, maybe I could do a bit of social media for local businesses, use what I did, what I learned there. And actually, because it turned out I was quite good at it as well, coming up with the ideas, that kind yeah. of thing. So I did a bit of research, as you, as any new business owner or anyone with a new business idea should do, do your research. Yeah. Does this exist already? Is there a call for it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I happened to find a little business, like literally five, ten minutes from my home, Green Umbrella. Yeah. Doing exactly what my bright idea was. Um, and within a week, I sort of followed them on their social media channels. Within a week, I'd um, seen an advert for a freelancer role. 
had a conversation, been taken on, started that. Six months later, I'm full-time on payroll, um, basically second in command in the business. Yeah. So that was in 2013. And in 2019, we went through a management buyout and I... I want to say I became the proud owner of Green Umbrella Marketing, but I actually just became really, really poor and like ate beans on toast for a year. That's kind of what happened. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, you know, I took it on 100%. We did, uh, the, the founder exited on the day. We didn't do an earn out yeah. period or anything like that. Um, you know, a year later, we hit a global pandemic and I just smiled my way through it. And here we are now. Yeah, you know, um, and I guess I've probably known you for about seven years or, or maybe even eight. And I've kind of seen you all the way through that journey because I think when I first met you, you just started off at Green Umbrella. And then like, oh, no, actually, probably a bit before then. But um, but I, I guess what I'm picking up from your story, I know this is a podcast for business owners. But actually, if I was a young person watching this, because uh, my business owner parents made me watch it, um, it's essentially I'd be thinking, wow, that's um, that's a lesson why you've got to get your foot in the door. Um, and really, like, a lot of people are out there just waiting for their, like, you know, gold-plated, like, salary after university or after A-levels and the power of just doing something and it turning into more stuff. Do you know, I think it's about opportunity. Yeah. Okay? It's, um, it, it sounds like, a, it sounds a grand story and inspirational and all that kind of it's all that kind of stuff okay but it's a the person I was at the point where I was thinking okay what if I just start doing something doing social media for people I was in a desperate place I was at best you know, I thought, I always say average was the best I thought I could be. I had no self-belief beyond that. I'd, um, I'd grown up in quite a violent, abusive household that had, you know, the reason I dropped out of school at 16 yeah. was because I left home. And I was like literally left home, moved in with a friend, um, was doing three part-time jobs to support myself, which was why I had to drop out of school, essentially why I then didn't go that university track. Um, and I kind of bounced around just doing the, you know, the 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 kinds of jobs that we need to have in this world. Yeah. But when you don't have anything really beyond a secondary school education, mm. these are the jobs that are open to you. And I did well and I progressed in companies and that kind of stuff. But because I had this belief of I was never... Um, never to be prominent, never to stand out in the crowd. I'd, you know, I'd, because of the way I'd grown up, it was, you know, I was always the quiet one at the back. I would never push myself forward. So to actually come from that, like I said, it's in life, you get put into situations of tension. When I was made redundant, that was a situation of tension. Like, what the hell am I going to do? Okay, let me go and do this hard thing now, which was the degree. I had the injury. Like if, I think that's roughly when we met around around that time. Oh no, it was after that we met. Um, if you'd have yeah. seen me then, there were times I'd be, you know, I'd take the girls shopping in Milton Keynes and I'd be walking around with two walking sticks. Oh, it yeah. was, you know, it, it wasn't just I've got a bit of a slip disc and a bad back. It was, there were times I was 
literally unable to move. Yeah. It's are you fully recovered now? Yeah, thankfully, 2016 I had had surgery and it yeah oh, wow. just game changer. Um, so it's a you, you kind of come up against these blocks all the time. Yeah. When I was first asked, did I want? When I was first given the opportunity. You know, the founder said to me, you know, we were talking about exit strategies and that kind of thing. What would happen yeah. to the business if she were to exit? She'd sold a business previously yeah. and she didn't have... It was a recruitment business, yeah. yeah. And um, she didn't have a great experience and she didn't want to go through that again. She would want to do a, a, an MBO management buyout. Mm. And she, I remember us walking and um, she said, you know, is, you know, do you think you'd be interested in buying? And I said yes, yeah. and in my head, I was like, what the f is wrong with you? Like, who am I? Like, I can't do that. I can't run a business. Like, this is like, I don't, I don't do things like that. That's, I'm not that person. Yeah. She had belief in me. She could see what I was capable of. Yeah. I was completely blind to it. I was still stuck in this, like I said, average is the best that I can be. At what point did that change? I don't know. I'm sometimes I'm not even sure it has changed. If I'm really honest, do you know? I just think I live in a. Um, what do I need to do to make the next thing happen? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like every now and then, you give yourself the opportunities, and you look back and you go, "Okay, wow, that's how far I've come." Yeah, it's no, it's, it is amazing because like I think. Every time I see you, like, you know, as the months go by, I mean, I guess I see you all the time on social media because you, you are just, I guess you own social media. This is what people keep saying, it's, Christina, you're omnipresent. I'm like, really? Because I worry all the time I'm not practising what I preach. Yeah. So, um, and that's one thing I never want to be guilty of. Yeah, I kind of, like, you know what, I, I, this might just be an insecurity of mine, but I'm like, I wonder, why don't my friends get in touch with me more? And uh, then I'm thinking, but they're always seeing me on social media. And, like, there was, like, mentioning, hey, I saw you on this, or saying, like, you know, when I say get in touch, like, to go out or something. Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, if you're on social media enough, they, people just have enough of you that they don't actually want to see you in person. Or may, maybe there is, a, or maybe it's just me, but it's... Do you know, sometimes there's a perception, though, okay? Perception and reality are very, 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 very different. Um, oh, there is a quote, and I absolutely bloody love it, and I always butcher it, always, always, always butcher it. It's a guy called Jeff Mask. Um, he, he's a, a business mentor, essentially, over in the state, coach mentor in, in the States. Um, and he says it's, um, it's, never, it, it's never as good on the outside as it feels on the inside. Yeah. You know, no, uh, basically, right, let me do it in my words, right? We get really stressed sometimes. We think life's a bit shit. On the outside, it still looks amazing, okay? Um, but other people, the perception they have is like, we're amazing, we're doing fantastic things, yeah. and the reality is it ain't as good as that. And that's, is that because they're not pushing themselves? I think sometimes it's just what, the, we all have our view of the world, right? So yeah. it's what we see. So, um, you know, I arrive today and you're like, oh my God, you're doing amazing things, you're in London, you know? yeah, and I'm like, am I? Yeah, it's... Because you see that stuff, you don't see me. Um, you don't see me rushing my daughter to college this morning because she missed the bus and doing my call on the way back, having a go at one of the team because they didn't do something the way I wanted to do it, yeah. and you know, just like I've, I've sort of 
I was late for this. I about 10 minutes because I was on a call with yeah. a, a new business partner sorting something out. And, um, it's like, and this is all stuff we were supposed to deal with on a meeting yesterday and we haven't. And yeah. nobody sees that part of it. They just see the Instagrammable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I probably look better than I feel today because, like, well, yes, I had to make a tough decision in the business and then I lost a few hours of sleep because of it and then I was about to fall asleep and my uh, one-year-old daughter like woke up crying and then uh, obviously I, I tried to ignore it for like you know ten, ten, her for about a few minutes but then it was just like there's no no I had to get up and give her milk um and, and not to give you a breakdown but the thing but is, yeah but no one sees that bit nobody sees that bit and they they see oh Nisha's doing a video again on how to reach profit and loss or yeah. you know and and it's they I say what they see is not the reality. I guess it's like, when I used to do those videos, they used to be really forced. Like, even with the podcast, it was something I was like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this. And then eventually, like, it, it, it became a habit. Like, I, I don't normally believe in habits because I'm more, like, usually, like, if you're trying to form a habit, you should really just outsource it or give, give it, get someone else to do it. But then I, I do, I do recognise myself forming new habits, especially when it comes to social media and then like marketing. Okay, let me ask you: Is it a habit or is it a ritual? Oh, actually, that's a great question. Um, and more importantly, what's the difference? So I think a habit's this thing we're we're supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. okay so it's like it's the uh, habit is almost like it, it it feels like when we're when we're creating a habit it's like it's forced yeah. when it's a ritual it feels like it's something more for me i think it started off as a habit and then based on what you're saying it became a ritual at the point we landed our first client off it mm -hmm. when it becomes something you enjoy uh, exactly yeah uh, when you when you see the value in it before it was just like hey these people told me to do it or like because yeah, i've got a i've got a business coach and she was like you've got to do it and i was like well i, I trust you so okay then and then uh and then yeah it took and i i you know i did it for maybe four or five months and then yeah we we did get oh actually it was maybe a bit less than that before we got our first client off it and then i was like hang on a minute this uh, maybe i should do it oh, oh my god this shit works because you know i think i'd got to a point like in business where i was used to a lot of people letting me down like that's just the norm when you're running a business but you get a lot of people letting you down but the one or two people that sorry there's many people in our business and um suppliers and, and customers that didn't let me down but when you got a handful of people that don't let you down you you kind of see all all the other pain makes it worthwhile so that's why i've always been a bit skeptical of it and then when you actually see someone say something and they mean what they say and it works it, it kind of um it kind of reaffirms your belief in business as well because i guess business is just one big journey of faith like build it and they will come it is but i think there's there's another thing here that i think is really important is you you've kind of touched on it a couple of times you sort of said you know i wonder why my friends don't reach out to me yeah. people let us down yeah. you know you've you've got a team to support and like looking after them like that's where the positives come but it's all on you yeah. and there you know people say oh being in business is lonely and it is and yeah it's one of those phrases that everyone says and it, it's a um almost a throwaway phrase now yeah you know and i use that in in my pop in the description of my own podcast you know mm -hmm. who knew being a business owner would be so lonely but it completely is 
because you you have a little bundle of problems that you challenges you need to overcome thoughts in your head that you need to make decisions over some of them are pressing some of them are you really need to think through because that's what's going to get you through the next level of growth yeah but your mates that you would have hung out with before mm. are, they got they've got issues on a different level so yeah. you can't talk to them about that stuff you can't talk like i believe in being transparent with your team but you can't be transparent about every little thing now, there's no, there's are. certain things that you ha that we have to protect them from yeah. or we need to have made a decision first and actually that mm. decision making process can be really tricky okay so let's go and find a business mentor mm. or a mastermind yeah. well even then you find in there that you've got room rooms of people on different levels different values different motivators business mentors as well there are some that i've, I've had some amazing amazing mm. business mentors um i've had some money grabbing twats as well yeah you know where i kind of bought into something and went oh, okay the reality is not quite what i bought into and you know yeah. and you live and learn so it is really difficult as a business owner to kind of like I say know where to, like where to go with all this stuff and even when you find somewhere mm. because we're on this kind of up and down highs and lows highs and lows it's actually then very difficult even when you find the right place to be completely vulnerable yeah you're right that's that's a really important one I think you've like you've bought into that concept a lot more than a lot of business owners I know because you actually went and found a community and um, you and I think you made it a huge priority uh, like at some point and and you know I, I do believe in that saying you're only an average of the five people you surround yourself by but I think there's got to be the caveat like people are better and worse in different areas so um because people would be like why would from a mathematical point of view why would the person at the very top hang out with the others but they've all got strengths in other areas that person at the top of that group doesn't and then i guess they're not at the top of the group they're just so yeah i i, I think I, i've been when you've got negative people in your life you've got to try and limit your um limit your exposure to them i did a really good video on how to deal with energy vampires because i was <laughs> i was watching a, a video by a, a hindu monk called dandapani and uh, and yeah and he's just like okay this like you firstly if you've got an energy vampire you've got to figure out what kind of energy vampire they are are they um inherent or transient like transient energy vampires are they're, they're just going through something in their life and they genuinely need support and if they're if they're transient you got you do need to help them but then if they're inherent that means it's doesn't matter what amount of support you give them they'll come still come and drain you and uh, dandapani is amazing and that's why i did this video on him and he was like so if you've got an inherent energy vampire you've got to, the only way you can defeat them is by giving them a task to do before the next time they come see you and I, i've learned this over the years it's just like hey yeah let, let's catch up but first you mind just doing that thing and then and then the next time they want to catch up is but maybe i shouldn't say it everyone will know yeah exactly <laughs> but you know i think one of the best pieces of advice i was ever given is like because i know you're the same because we you know we, we know each other personally it's we've had these kinds of conversations before but I'll end up on a call with someone, and I know you do it as well. They're not even a client. And actually, yeah. in that conversation, you realise they're not really a prospect either. No. But 
they're just a nice person and you want to help them. So you give them that bit of advice or you offer them something, right? You say, oh yeah, well, I'll help you. I'm at an event. I'm like, do you know what? Just give me a call and then we'll, you know, let's jump on a call and let's do this. And I would then follow up with them to like, because I could, because I'd made a promise to you that yes. I would give you my time and I want to fulfill that promise because that's one of my values. I, I don't lie. You know, if I say I'm going to do something, I'd do it. But then the bit of advice I got was actually in these situations, it should be on them to book in with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely offer the call, but they need to contact you in order to get it. Like put the onus back on them because most of the time they won't do it. Yeah. And then you haven't let it down. It's them. There was someone um, a few months ago, we were at, at an event and there's something that just is, could be game changing for her business. Um, and she'd asked my advice. And I was like, absolutely, you should be invested in this thing. But financially, she it was going to, you know, it was going to be a bit of a struggle. And I, you know, I sort of said, look, you know, you can't get yourself into debt over this. But, you know, if you're going to do it, yeah. I, you know, I will help you get that cash back. We, we can get that cash back into your business in the next six to eight weeks. I said, I'll do four calls with you free of charge. You know, if you choose to sign up, I'm another attendee, but it's something that I've done previously. I know her business, and the two just marry up perfectly. I said, you know, if you choose to do it, you have. I'll do four calls with you between now and another point in time, um, and we'll make sure you get that money back in your business. Oh, Christina, I'm so grateful, so grateful. I said, the only caveat is you have to book the first call, and you don't get the next call until you've done your homework. Okay. She's only ever done one call. Yeah. And that's like six months ago. It is, um, you know, I, I notice that a lot with business owners, and I, I don't, I don't judge them for it. It's just, but I kind of, it, when you when you think about the stats on, you know, how many businesses don't make it. Like I think the last time I saw one, it was in Forbes, and it was about thirty six percent of businesses make it into their eleventh year. So, but I know that there's loads of others floating around. Yeah, but. I, mean, I saw a stat literally last week. Yeah. Um, I, I was at an event. And funny enough, it was an accountant that was speaking at this event. Um, I was at um, Metrobank in um, London. And I think the stat was um, one in four, basically one in four businesses fail in the first 12 yeah. months. Okay. Um, but businesses with a mentor, businesses that use the use mentor services essentially have um increased their survival if you like by 30 percent well yeah that's that's really powerful yeah you know just by having that external and and this is the thing you know a men we look at investing in coaches investing in mentors that kind of thing yeah um you know a mentor has been there and done it yeah which means they know where every pothole is and therefore you're never going to hit one in theory yeah, unless you haven't listened, which is on you, not on them. Yeah, you know what? When you're saying that, like I've done a couple of videos really recently on like um, an investment mindset in business because I think when people talk about investment, they they think about like Warren Buffett, like you know, buying loads of shares. But I would argue Warren Buffett is a business owner. Uh, well, I mean Berkshire Hathaway is is a huge company, and it's it's what they do. They trade, but um, like. I guess people just picture like the stock market, and they. I don't. I don't think a lot. Your average business owner pictures investment being related to small business. No, they certainly don't look at it as as um, looking at it being something they do for themselves either. 
Yeah, and and I think one of the things I want to just focus on over the next few months really is just educating people about the difference between a cost and an investment or an overhead and an investment because, I, you know, from one of the biggest mindset issues I've really had is, is about overcoming, understanding about investment because I think when you first start out in business, the first couple of years, you, you kind of, you kind of come, come to terms with you're going to make a loss and then you get to a point in your business where you realize you you're almost starting a second business because you've learned all that stuff from the the when you actually first started and then you you come to the conclusion actually if i just structured it all differently it could be a, a million times better and then you go down this route of having to to structure it restructure it and then so you go through, from growth to scale in my opinion and when you go from growth to scale, it's sometimes, I think people overlook, because this is definitely something I overlooked, is you have to end up with a startup mindset all over again. Um, and, and when you're, you've got that startup mindset, you've got to be willing to make a little bit of a loss. Obviously, spend money wisely, but you've got to reinvest money into, into changing that structure and getting your dream business. But I think as well, um, we have to understand that um, business is this living breathing thing so every two or three years it kind of needs to it's almost like a rebirthing almost yeah like a snake sliding out of its skin yeah i mean i was going more for like the butterfly cocoon thing like you know i think mine's a bit you know Uh, (laughs) i think that's a very valid point what would you say um like i think i've I've seen your mindset journey over the years and you, you kind of spoke about the earlier bits and then I think it was probably about two years ago you, you kind of found th- this group that, that kind of understands you and from from this is just the outside looking in but um, I, I, maybe it's not, not as simple as that but um, do you, where do you think you are in terms of the mindset? Are you, are you in a place where you could improve it, or you just have, do you think you're the finished product now? Oh, definitely not the finished product. I am definitely way ahead of where I was. There are so many different elements to mindset, okay? So I think I always had a growth mindset, yeah. but then my emotional intelligence was way behind. So then, you know, I've done a lot of work in terms of, you know, that side of things as well. Um, Money mindset, you know, literally just so many people. My money mindset is something I think I'll continually be working on because of um, the way I grew up. um, Issues I I had in my sort of late late teens, early 20s. You know, it's a... It's when you have... When you've stood in the supermarket with your toddler, yeah. looking at the reduced shelf, and you've got like 60-odd pence in your hand, yeah. and that's all you've got, and you're thinking, okay, there's like two things on this shelf, I can buy one or the other. Yeah. When you go from that to, like I said, I was about 22, 23 at that point, yeah. you know, so 20 years later... To live in a life where, don't get me wrong, I ain't rolling in it, not at all. But if I want to go out for dinner, I can go out for dinner. Yeah. If I wanted to pay for the person shopping in front of me at the supermarket, I could do that. And I have done that, 
you know, and honestly, yeah. I have done that, you know, so it, it's that, um, the money mindset, that shift yeah. has been probably one of the biggest lessons for me, being able to see something and go, oh, it's just something ridiculous. Like, a, um, I, when I've been interviewed on podcasts before, I've, I've told this story being in Vista village and Alexander McQueen, and there's this handbag yeah. that I absolutely love. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, it's got a, it's got a price ticket on it. Yeah, it and, and I'm like looking at it going, I can actually afford that. Yeah. And I'm like, leave the shop. And I'm like two, three times I go back into Alexander McQueen going like, no, I can't. I better not. Yeah. I can't. And then going, try. yeah. And it, but it, it's that, it's that shift in money yeah. mindset. And now I'm finding once again, I'm needing to kind of make another shift. Yeah. And it, and it is, we are, people say, oh, Christina, oh, you know, because you know, I'd love to, because you're a successful business owner. I'm yeah. like, am I? I'm doing okay. I guess it's subjective. I'm, so. Yeah, you know, and it, and, it, yeah. and it is that kind of like, you know, how do we measure our success? Yeah. You know, but like I said, you know, for me, from the mindset piece, it really is, I will always be the farmer's daughter that grew up in, Ox, you know, North Oxfordshire. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't go into this, I didn't go into London until I was like, the first time I was in London, I was about 18. You know, I didn't get on an aeroplane until I was 32. Okay. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't think I even really had a passport much before that. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like this this small, this little tiny world I grew up in, mm. very sheltered world, meant that my mindset was very small. Now it's like wide open, you know. Yeah. So it, it is that, I think it's the open-mindedness. The, um, the the self awareness that comes with actually okay yeah I need to do some work there okay I need to do some work there is really really important yeah. and also being able to I think a lot of us have things that hold us back in different ways mm -hmm. like I said that thinking of like average was the best I could be yeah. imagine if I'd held on to that mm -hmm. it's it's almost like a manifestation yeah when I let go of that all of a sudden like mm -hmm. crazy stuff was happening I um. I, um, I've become involved, I've, I've, uh, literally this was announced last week, I've partnered in a new business. Okay. Um, and this is very much around mindset, personal development, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I first um, came across the, 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 per the person I've partnered with, I came across, um, or was introduced to rather, yeah. through these communities I've joined yes. um, about a year ago. And... You know, certain things on the time when we've been at things together, conversations, presentations, mm. and I just my mind became more and more open, more and more open. I went to this event last September, um, and it just the experience at this event, some of the things that we went through, yeah. okay, just actually allowed me to put down all this crap I've been carrying that had actually been holding me back. Mm. You know, so all those all those patterns we repeat because we've always done it that way. We've always thought of something that way. All of a sudden, mm. like my mind just opened a, another whole level again and sort of elevated me again. But in doing that, I wasn't really doing any of my day to day stuff any differently. No. But all of a sudden, we win those contracts were winning that I never thought we would win. We've got, mm. um, you know, I, I mean, December. December 2022 got embarrassing 
it was like, you know, you have all these Christmas events, yeah. right? It's like every event I went to, I was like coming home with another reward. Yeah. And it's like to the point where I was yeah. like, oh my, I, can't, I literally, I can't share this one on social media yeah. because it's like, this is like four weeks straight now, just like consistently yeah, all is. this stuff. People are now making jokes about it, you know? Save some of it for next year. And then Maybe, next year yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just get the mark our designer to edit the images, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it is a... You know, you said that the you are the sum of the people you hang around with. Yes. So I joined a few communities, mm. and there were, um, you know, you attract people with similar values. This is why we've always got on. Yes. Okay? Yeah, this, this is why some other people can't stand us, Nishi. Right? Oh, because, oh, <laughs> um, you know, my, my list is growing. Um, but you do, you, you connect with people that think like you that feel like you as well and uh, that you feel that affinity with and for me that's what's happened and I really have ended up with a core of people now who um I say you know driving back after dropping my daughter off at college I, I read one of these people and I was like I've got nothing to talk about um but I'm driving back and I just thought if you'd if you'd be around for a chat and we end up having a conversation and um We've just like, you know, there's a solution to something that I've, I've shared that there's yeah. a, an issue I'm having and I've kind of got a solution to it. But these are people that, that they're your cheerleaders. They will support you. Um, they will, when you're being unreasonable, yes. they'll frigging tell you. That actually, that's really important because I, I guess like business can be quite an emotionally strained thing. So you can you can end up making a lot of decisions based on gut feel and unfortunately you don't always get them right but a lot of the time you do um yeah i think i've noticed like when i look at maybe like people in employment they tend to have more people around them and they it's a lot easier for them to build that community because there there's more of them well their problems are more run of the mill yes yeah. their challenges are more run of the mill was I think for, for the people I know in business, I've had to work really hard to to put them together, and and because they're like ambitious and they're 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 not all over the places and not composed. They're all over the places and they they literally want to explore and see the world and the country and go places and do business. So I guess with you know the people in in the community I ha have built and people like us, we might not see each other as much as other people do. But when when we do come together. It kind of it, we always seem to find a way to gravitate towards the same things and come together, and it it does make it does make um, a big difference. This has been amazing, like just getting into your mindset, and I think we, as you mentioned, we do have a lot in common. I think there's a lot in common with a lot of business owners, definitely. And um, one thing um, I, I just want to definitely make sure we cover in this podcast is like I, I guess you talked a lot about the mind mindset stuff, but um, do you? What would you say the greatest challenge while you've been running Green Umbrella has been? Um, are you allowed to talk about it? Maybe you're not. Maybe it's... Uh, <laughs> maybe it's... Um, the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge has definitely been finding that support network, really. Okay. Yeah, it, re it really was. Um, it took a lot of investment. Yes. You know, it, it really did to find the right people, but it has 100% been worth it yeah. um i'm now so you know i'm four years into well yeah this april will be four years since i bought the business um i've kind of gone from being 
I really appreciate the people that were with me as I was going through the process of buying it at the time of buying it. Um, but my circle then was very small. Yeah. Um, and whereas now my circle's much wider and there's people in it that are running, you know, there's one guy, um, his business is worth over 150 million. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's operating on a global scale. He's the chairman of the business. So I talk yeah. to him about things. Is very, it, The conversation I would have with him over an issue is very different to the conversation I would have with you over an issue, perhaps, yeah, you know, because, yeah. you know, you know, we're, you know, with, with the businesses that we've got, mm. the, the teams we've got in comparison, it, well, there is no comparison, right? Mm. So the challenge for me really was finding those people because otherwise I was in an echo chamber. And when you're in an echo yeah. chamber, your progress is very, very slow. People give you the same advice you give yourself. Yeah. Uh, I guess to some extent, yeah. And no, I, I do understand that. It's, um, it, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I've always been on the search for a mentor and um, maybe I need to search a bit harder. But, and, and also then like just um, moving on from that, what, what would be that one bit of advice where you, you'd give a business owner who's maybe just been running their a business for like a year or just at the beginning of their business, what, what, what would, could they do differently to, to just really achieve the results that will get them to the next level? Um, I would look at who else is around at the minute that is, whether they're within what you're doing or they're just the kind of business leader you want to be. Okay, so you see yourself as a business owner, find someone who sees themselves as a business owner, but maybe the next level up. If you see yourself as the entrepreneur, go and find someone that sees themselves as an entrepreneur, but the next level up. And really, like I say, study them, take them for coffee, learn from them, understand them. Um, Take what you want and leave the rest. Don't try and be a carbon copy because that won't align with you. Be you. Yeah. 100% be you, back you. Um, you know, when I talk to people from a marketing perspective, when I'm look, you know, when we figure out what it is that's actually holding them back from getting the results, I think the reason I'm so passionate about mindset is, you know, I have clients that won't post a video. They, they won't have a podcast mm. because, well, who am I? Why would anyone want to listen to me? You know, and it's like actually, you know your you know your stuff. Yeah. So just just go and give it to people. You only have to inspire one person; it, it's been worth it because exactly. that person will probably come back to you one day. And... and let's face it, we all want to make an impact. Yeah. We all want to leave a legacy. Mm. Okay. And if someone hears me saying that and they go, "I don't want to leave a legacy. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to make an impact. Well, maybe being a business owner isn't for you. Maybe the entrepreneurial mm. life isn't for you. That's cool. Yeah. You know, no judgments here. But honestly, I think that, um, you know, when it comes down to sort of our basic, basic human, like, what do we want in the world? It's like, you know, we all want a reason for being, you know. So, um, like I said, it's it's important we we retain our individuality. But, yeah, go and learn from the best. You know, I've 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 met some I've met some pretty cool people, some, you know, household names shall we say that kind of thing in the entrepreneurial world and had conversations with them and they've um said stuff that's been like i've been like oh my god that's like i really need to retain that and other things that i've just gone is that it is that all you got do do you ever get a bit starstruck like you you, you're just like frozen there because that person's so famous no um probably no i um 
I'm, so when I met Stephen Bartlett the first time, so I've met yeah. him a few times now, when I very first met him, mm. um, it was like I, I'd got like this top, top level ticket at this event and you got yeah. photos with people. And blah, so it was like, okay, if everyone could come to this room now and he's in there because he was like headline speaker and he's in there and they've got us all queued up. So the idea is you go yeah. and you stand there and you pose and you have your yeah. photo and you can say hello and it's like you've got 23 and a half seconds and then you've got to fuck off because it's the next did they say hello back well yeah they, they do but what happened yes. was he was really friendly and yeah. then he's like oh how, you know what you know what's your business and i told him um you know and i specialize in recruitment marketing and he's like oh that's really interesting and he starts talking to me yeah. about employer branding and we end up having this conversation and he's talking to me and he's asking me stuff and, talk, and he's like i'm actually working on something at the minute do you like who would you recommend for this and blah blah, blah. and i'm like yeah. really so we're having this very organic normal conversation like yeah. like you and i would have um and then his um i don't know his pr manager or whatever that was there at the event was like Stephen, we need to move on so yeah i don't really get i don't really get starstruck now but again that's probably the elevation in my mindset okay. whereas yeah previously i probably would have like you know got flushed and like hello mr bartlett yeah um, but yeah, it's a like I said, it's 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 elevating who you are, having that self confidence. I would not be where I am if I hadn't shown up and backed myself. Yeah, and I, and I, I guess I can sense it in you, and I can sense it in you, and it makes a lot of sense. Christina, thank you for so, so much for joining us on this podcast. I think the people listening in are, are I'm definitely inspired. I'm, I'm going to just follow you at your next event, uh, to your next event, um, but not in a creepy way. But it's, it's, it's Saturday in Langley. If you want to come, come. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a lot I've learned there. I'm sure the listeners have. So um, thank you for joining us. And um, would you like to say anything before we sign off? Uh, no, just thanks for having me. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, if anyone wants to reach out, LinkedIn's probably the best place. Or um, Instagram's Christina underscore talks, Christina talks podcast. So, yeah, just, um, or just, you know, DM Nishi. Yes. He'll give you my details. Yeah, yeah a thousand DMs there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you very much. You've been listening to the Unrelenting Drive podcast, and I will see you at the next one.